What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Helping a lot, you know, enjoying a nice glass of tea, the, the morning ritual. One of these days, you're going to have to try some coffee. Uh, I'm not a fan. Not anymore. I used to be how, a fan of coffee, but How do anymore. you take it, though? I mean, the last time I had a coffee in the U.S., I mean, when I was over there the last time, I was sitting down at a, um, I'll just say a financial institution, and I was, as I was sitting there in, in the... Um, in the conference room, the uh, the gentleman asked me, he says, uh, would you like some coffee? And I said, yeah, sure. He says, well, how do you take it? And I said, just a little bit of cream. And he says, well, we got one of those machines that makes like all the fancy stuff. He says, you want one of these uh, caramel lattes or whatever? And I said, yeah, sure, whatever. So he brings me back this, this cup of coffee with like this caramel stuff or whatever. And I swear to you, I was drinking pure sugar. It was awful, but I wasn't going to be rude, right? I mean, I was there for a meeting. I wasn't going to be rude. Sure. So... I I said, oh yeah, it's it's great, you know, and I was like puckering myself. I'm like, uh, oh god, uh, this is this uh, is absolutely god awful. So I understand teeth rotting away. Yeah, I, I understand yeah. what you're what you're saying about American coffee. American coffee mm. is a little I bit different. You drink it black, okay? Yeah. Because I've heard from guys, many master chiefs in the U.S. Navy, there's only two ways to drink coffee, and that's black and black. It's the only way to drink yeah. coffee. That's what I was raised around is drinking it black. There you go. I right. just, I, I, I'm not a, I'm just not a huge fan. Maybe, maybe it's the roast of coffee that I had or something. I don't know, but it, it's not, it's not really my, my, my thing. I, I enjoy a cup of tea more. You know, I think it's just the kind of coffee, and it's the way that Could it's be. brewed. It, it's the way that it's brewed mm-hmm. because American coffee, the the way that we do things over there, as far as like the single serve, you know, the little pods or whatever, the, those things, and then the way that we brew it in those coffee pots. It, it's just not, it's not very good. It's like drinking dirt that's been filtered with hot water, right? I mean, that's all it is. Well, we so I haven't had coffee since I was well, I've had coffee, but I used to drink coffee more regularly in my early teens. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed it then. And that was before the pods and all that was yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, back then it was the you scoop it in the coffee maker and, you know, uh, but nah, I just I'm not a fan anymore. Honestly, it, it it's it's a I don't know. I just pre- I prefer a glass of black black tea or um, green tea nowadays. There's other blends of teas that are fantastic too. Some some fancier blends, if you will. Um, All right, but, you know, one of these days. I tell you what, if we can ever get GP back down to Costa Rica, you're supposed to go to Costa Rica with GP. If you we I can was, ever get yeah. if we can ever but yeah, but COVID happened. If we yeah, can ever COVID, get GP yeah. back down to Costa Rica and get you some of that Costa Rican coffee, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. I swear to you, there's nothing like it. Or maybe he's got some at the house he can send to you. Uh, but it's it's there's nothing like it, man. It's it's fantastic. And you know, people people here are like, oh yeah, where where'd you get this coffee? This is good stuff. I'm like Costa Rica. <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. So yesterday we talked about the launch and the astronauts made it. I, I, I watched today because they docked at like, what was it, like 530 this morning? I wasn't getting up at 530 in the morning to watch that because it was going to take them four hours anyway, which it did. Yeah, I missed it. Actually, I seen right after they had docked and you know how they do the. Um, yeah, the checklist uh, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were 
doing a little interview and all that kind of stuff. I had I had got it just after they had finished doing the interview and I was watching the live stream and you, you could see him kind of interacting with one another and whatnot and laughing and joking, but there was no audio at that point. So yeah. I had just missed missed that. Well, actually, you didn't miss anything because I watched the SpaceX replay the day, or this morning and it was literally they handed the microphone to uh, the uh, the Japanese astronaut. And he talked to the station in Japan through uh, whatever it was in Japan through uh, Houston. And then the feed cut. That was it. Hmm. So it's like, uh, okay, all right. Thanks for not letting us hear from, you know, the the Americans or the Russians or, you know. I I was interested in the um, I forget what I forget what his name was, but uh, it was one of the guys first first times being in space. Wasn't so I, I thought they yeah, had been the, there before. No, the the black guy was that was his first time, and okay. I was I, I, I was been there really before. interested in the, hearing his take. Okay, I thought it was the the mission commander. Yeah, I thought it was the mission commander. I thought it was his first time, but I thought everyone else had actually been there before. Maybe I'm getting it mixed up, but either way, I uh, I, my understanding was it was it was the black guy. It was his first time, but none nonetheless. Whichever one was the first time, I would like to hear what their take is. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, sure. That that first experience, you know, that that first. Yeah. And not only that, man, that was a historic day. It was a historic day because this is the first time you had a fully crewed mission up there done by a, a private and government partnership to uh, to advance us uh, to that point. And and it was it was there. And, you know, I I see things like this that are on social media you look like you want to say something. That that just that just burned for a second there. What the uh, government kind of, private partnership? The co- government private pub, public private partnership thing. It just kind of made me puke in my yeah, mouth okay. a little bit when yeah, I. Yeah. Okay. That. All right. Well, I mean, you, you have to admit, you have to admit, it's a step in transitioning the government out. We had this. We're using the old infrastructure. That's that's the difference here. The the difference here is we're using the old infrastructure because we had to because they they already had it in place. So yeah, I, I think yeah I, I think it'll be a transitioning process. I would assume. I mean Hopefully. that's back in yeah it was it was created back in the days when the government actually used taxpayer money the way that it was supposed to be used and they were actually concerned about it and they were held accountable for spending taxpayer money. They're not anymore. So wow, that's almost like I was like. 30 years ago or something. That's Almost, like a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Way, way back when. Yeah. When they were still writing on Actually, clay tablets. That was 20, 20 years ago. I think Bush was the last time we had a physical uh, budget. Did they actually do a budget back then? I'm pretty sure it was that was the last time that we seen a budget it was because of the the war and everything. Mm-hmm. That's when they stopped doing a budget. You know, I'm sick of all this damn spending, man. I mean, that's I actually heard some people calling into uh, to talk radio over the last few days. And these were people that voted for Trump in 2016, and they didn't vote for him this time. And one of the responses I heard was, I didn't vote for him because of the spending. The spending's out of control. He says, as a fiscal fiscal conservative, how can I support, and somebody that stands up for their principles, how can I support someone that spends like that? Um, So here's the thing. I don't disagree at all. I really hate that we locked down. I hate that we had to bail out all these companies and send out the, the, the checks, the UBI to everyone, because... You know, government said shut down for the flu. But Biden is talking about um, Labor Secretary being uh, what is it, Bernie Sanders? All right, right. Sanders, is, am I saying uh, the right position there? He's already said they're going to bring in millions of jobs that are going to be government funded, which is going to be like the what, what was the uh, the the one that Bernie was talking about for the um, um, uh, renewable energy core, whatever it was called. I forget what the actual term he was using. Climate, there. climate core. It, it, climate core. Yeah. And so 
I'm, I'm sure it's something on those lines. It's going to be something for climate change or renewable energy and all that kind of stuff. And they're going to they're going to hire a bunch of people for um, you know maintaining that and, and building that infrastructure, which means that's taxpayer money, right? You're going to at least get fifteen dollars an hour in those positions. So you're talking millions of jobs, fifteen dollars an hour. I mean, we're talking hundreds of millions. Solar farms right that don't work, you know, that all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just, yeah. it's going to be great. It's, it's going to be great. Can't wait for it. Speaking of private companies, right? Amazon's another company that's getting into the space game. They're doing, is it, I can never remember the name of Bezos's operation there. Is it Blue, Blue Orbit? Is Blue that the name Origin. of it? Blue Origin. Why do I say Blue yeah. Orbit? I, I don't know. Blue Origin. I, I, he missed an opportunity. Seriously. Blue Orbit. I mean, it's a blue planet, right? Because of all the water we have. So you, you missed yeah. an opportunity. You could have said, but Blue Origin, I guess. Okay. Works. Uh, who's the, uh, okay. So I saw, I saw another launch that was on YouTube last night. Who does the Atlas program? Who's that? Good question. I saw an Isn't Atlas rocket. NASA? Is it, is it just strict, strictly NASA that does that? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like Boeing or something that, that made that or GE or Lockheed okay, so Martin we or got something. It's Lockheed or something, Northrop. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's, we've got SpaceX with Elon Musk and Tesla. We've got Blue, Blue Origin with, uh, with Amazon and Jeff Bezos. And I saw this other one, this, this, uh, Atlas thing. What, what is this? Who is this? Okay. So Atlas originated as our, uh, nuclear missile program, uh, ICBMs. Right. That's where right. it originated. That I remember. Okay. Yes. So this now, though, it looks like it's, uh, this is NASA. This is straight, just NASA. Okay. So it, it's, but they don't it's do, just they don't do the manned missions. So yeah, they don't do manned missions. Uh, yeah, no, the, this is what you would use to set up satellites and other hardware uh, gotcha. or even supplies or something for the space station. Gotcha. Okay. So anyway, uh, speaking of Amazon, speaking of getting into private, uh, businesses and things like that, uh, or them getting into diversified portfolios, Amazon's getting into the prescription drug game, aren't they? Yeah. They're getting into pharmaceuticals. Um, well, they're more specifically, they're wanting to open up uh, online pharmacy, uh, which I believe they did open um, as of today. They opened up uh, an online pharmacy. It'll allow customers to order uh, medication and prescription refills and have them delivered to their front door in a couple of days. So how does this work? So if I, let's say, I, I mean, I, I don't take any prescriptions, but let, let's say that I have a prescription and I need... Uh, you know, I, I want to get it refilled. Okay, so how does that work? Uh, I'm assuming you would. Uh, I'm assuming you have to verify um, it somehow. Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming it goes if it's a prescription like that or a refill or something. You would. You would go through the system. Uh, it might actually be at the the doctor's office or something. They would file the um, paperwork for you. It might be something on that lines. Um, so they're probably asked sure for like some kind yourself. of an authorization number or something like that. The pharmacy gives that to you. You key that in with Amazon. It's verified. They yeah. confirm it with the, the pharmacy or the doctor and then that's it. I'm yeah. assuming. So this is this would be this would be skipping the pharmacy altogether, like Walgreens or Walmart or CVS or wherever you go. Well, it would be we have COVID. completely skipping that. We have COVID. So it, I mean, the, the less exposure you have to spreading this deadly pathogen, the better. Uh, it says the company said it uh, its online pharmacy will offer commonly prescribed medications, uh, including creams, pills, as well as medications that need to stay refrigerated, like insulin. Um, shop, uh, shoppers have to set up a profile on Amazon's website and have their doctors send prescriptions there. It won't ship medications that have a high risk of being abused like opioids. Gotcha. Uh, it says most insurance is accepted, uh, but prime members who don't have insurance can also buy 
generic or brand name drugs from Amazon for a discount. Uh, they can also get discounts at uh, 50,000 physical pharmacies. So like Costco, CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. Yeah. Uh, they're saying that this uh, prescription system might be appealing to those that are uninsured. I'm assuming uh, which... that by them getting into, well, I mean, we know how Amazon does things. I'm assuming by them getting into this game, this is going to allow them to start to undercut uh, some of the other, um, like the chain stores, Walmart, CVS, you know, any, any place that has a pharmacy where you can get your prescription filled. So I'm assuming that they're going to start undercutting prices, which is what they do. I mean, that's what they do. Well, Amazon, what Amazon does. Also the small business too. Oh yeah, the small yeah the, the small businesses yeah they will well, see what Amazon does is they buy products and they sell them for just literally pennies above the actual cost and that's how they make their money that's how they put everything else out of business they sell so many of it at so low price that no one can compete with it that's what they do they okay. they did say uh, that the announcement and creation of this uh, both CVS and Walgreens stocks fell by nine percent. I believe uh, it. Rite Aid stock plunged 16%. I believe it. So they're Amazon going after went up that. 1%. Yeah. Well, speaking of stock, Elon Musk, right? We just talked about him with SpaceX. His company, Tesla, just snagged a spot on the S&P 500. So they're going to be now listed on the S&P 500. Elon Musk's wealth has gone up by $15 billion. Uh, and he's about to become the world's third richest person. So he's going to pass Zuckerberg. Old, Zuck old Zuckerberg ain't going to like that. He's going to have to do something to do it. Zuckerberg's going to have to get into the vaccine game with Bill Gates. Yeah, that's that's what he's going to. Zuckerberg's going to he's going to have to do something because people are going to start leaving Facebook and they're going to he's going to lose his revenue source there. So said, he he's just he's has he set something. up a foundation yet? Has he has he has he set up a foundation yet? Because that's the that's next a step good here. question. That's yeah. the next step here. So he starts funneling that money through foundations, get into the philanthropic game. This is what Bill Gates did. This is what all of them do. So while you're looking that up, Tesla founder and CEO is, is set to become the world's third richest person, overtaking CEO of uh, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. The response to Tesla's inclusion in the ex in the exclusive index left Musk with a net worth of about $117 billion on Monday evening, according to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index. Effective late December, his company is set to join other valuable firms such as Apple, Amazon, and Berkshire Hathaway in the index. So the automaker share price, which closed at $408.09 on Monday, soared 14% in after-hours trading when Tesla's inclusion in the index was announced. Uh, so Musk, who is the CEO of both Tesla and SpaceX, saw his net worth swell to $117.5 billion as of Monday evening, according to Bloomberg. Yeah, okay. His overall $90 billion gain this year has been the highest among the entire list of 500 billionaires. The latest expansion in his wealth means that he would overtake Zuckerberg, who has a net worth of $106 billion. Tesla, with a market capitalization of $400 billion, met the requirements to be included in the index, is set to join as one of the 10 most valuable companies on December 21st. He continues doing successful stuff in space and making uh, cars that are pretty badass. Um, he's going to do good. In his own words, he even says they're badass. Yeah. So they must be. Yeah. So, now, I mean, now here's an congrats interesting to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. The the average lunatic out there, they're jealous of that success. I applaud the guy. I applaud the guy. You don't like the way he does things. You don't you're jealous of his wealth. Go do something better. Go compete with him. He'd probably welcome the competition. I'm sure he would. Yeah. Create a better product than he's doing. Which I mean, we talked about that guy before. I mean, the dude works like <laughs> it's ridiculous how much that guy works. The dude works like 18, <laughs> yeah. 20 hours a day. It's insane. I'm like, yeah. man, when do you sleep? When do you sleep? 
every time you see him, he's like uh, he's as, as peppy and as I mean, in his own way. Right. But he's he never looks like he's exhausted. Never. And, and I, don't, I just don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. But you say he continues to make. Uh, how did you put it? Badass cars. Was yeah. that badass yeah. cars? Badass cars. Yeah. Tesla's supercharger network in Australia officially costs more than filling your car with gasoline. No surprise. Is that a badass car, Bruce? It, it's it's still notice. I'm not surprised there because um, I believe they were getting subsidies there, and Australia is. Um, let's just say their electricity is not cheap in, in Australia. Um, it, it really depends on how they're generating the electricity to to really determine the prices of it. So, not to mention the fact that Australia is just expensive. Period. When you compare it to here. Uh, the U.S. Yeah, that's true. It's it's pretty ridiculous. They say that the news came out as re- as a result of the recent price increase to use the superchargers and to uh and to and to address the incorrect fuel figures on the Tesla website. It says it puts an end to Tesla's years long claims that uh, recharging its vehicles offered savings versus traditional internal combustion engines. According to the according to Tesla, the cost of charging a Tesla Model Three is seven dollars per 100 kilometers compared to $12 for a rival petrol car, uh, which car notes before revealing the estimate uses at least 3%, excuse me, at least three incorrect figures. And it disputes, the report itself disputes how much electricity a Tesla Model 3 actually uses. The cost of electricity at a Tesla supercharger and the price of petrol. Uh, It also notes that Tesla's increase for its supercharger to 52 cents per kilowatt hour uh, it calculates the recharging. It calculates this recharging. Even the most efficient Model Three standard range would cost nine dollars and seventy-eight cents per hundred kilometers using a supercharger. So, just as a quick look, um, a good share of their power is well, the majority of their power is coal or fossil fuels in general. Um, but they have an increasing amount of quote-unquote renewable energy, so solar and wind, um, both of which are hugely expensive solar is very expensive it is um, and so are those damn and, windmills yes uh, yeah the the amount of repairs and maintenance and whatnot that goes into that on top of just the actual cost of the 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 wind turbine versus how much energy it produces it's very expensive so a large portion of that is um uh the expense there i would imagine and but they have a, a good portion that's hydroelectric as well so not cheap renewable energy sources um which would increase the cost of electricity, but you're, you're you're talking about the other fossil fuels as well that they're using. So, you know that's that's been my argument. I mean, you know, we talked yesterday about some of these emerging technologies and stuff, and solar was one of them. And then the uh, uh, the, the listing CO two as a waste gas. Come on, uh, come on. I, I mean, I, I'm all for wind and solar. And and to be honest with you, I mean, like I said, I've got solar panels here on on my own home. I've got solar panels, and they work. They work. They save a ton of money. And as a matter of fact, I mean, it got paid to put them on. But here's the thing. Solar and wind work, but it works on an individual basis. It doesn't work for the masses, as you said, Bruce. And and more than that, what do you do with the waste of all of that when it needs to be replaced? How much Mm -hmm. damage to the environment is it is being done there? They never stop to tell you those things. They just say, oh, wind and solar, because first and foremost, that's where they have all their investments. That's the first thing. And they can control everything that goes into that that industry. That's the first thing. The second thing is, well, you see that it's clean. Every time they mention something about uh, carbon and, and fossil fuels and all that stuff, they always show you the steam coming out of the coal burner. That's what you see. You see white steam. You don't see black smoke, do you? 
You don't see black smoke like you did 100 years ago. You see steam because everything we have clean burning systems here in the West. Everything that we have that goes into that as coal gets scrubbed off. And the only thing that comes out of there is water vapor. That's it. So, yeah. So to your point there uh, about all of that, the uh, solar is the worst when it comes to, um, you know, when, when, when the solar panel's done, you're not able to recycle it. And not only is the process of making them very destructive to the environment, the chemicals they use and whatnot, um, but what do you do with them afterward? Now, turbines aren't bad. Uh, most of them are aluminum and steel, so they're, they're, we can reuse those, you know, recycle that, but uh, not solar. And that that's something they don't tell you. But as you said, on an individual level, this is fantastic. I mean, if you if you did solar and wind and had you a battery there, I mean, granted, within five years, it's out of date, right? You would it, they they create more efficient solar panels and batteries every every you know few years, really. I mean, it it kind of leapfrogs every every two years or oh, so. That's what they're saying now about these cars, the, these electric yeah. cars, just like this. It's like you, you buy the car, but now they're working on a scheme to where you buy the car, but you lease the batteries. So yeah. y- you have to continue to replace. So if you example, I think um, it's not available in the US. I think uh, Renault, I'm talking, I'm going to mention some French automakers here and some, some US uh, car nuts will know what I'm talking about. Uh, Renault and Peugeot, those two French auto manufacturers, I think they both make an electric model and I think after like the cars themselves, they cost, I want to say it's somewhere around 15,000 for those cars. They're all electric. And for you to buy one of those cars, it's going to cost you 15 grand. Okay. After I think a few years, I want to say it's like three to five years in that window, you have to replace the battery pack. The battery pack is going to cost you about 10 grand to replace. So what have you actually done there? What, what, what have you accomplished? You're, you're getting yourself into more debt. So they, which that's the game here, which we're going to talk about tomorrow. But that that's the it's idea horrible. here is it's horrible. It is horrible. That's a, that's a terrible battery. Tesla's, I believe, is 1% a year is what they say. Yeah. So within yeah. 10 years, you're still at 90% capacity. Uh-huh. And that's, I mean, that's that's fantastic. The, the, the fact that they've yeah. been able to make that breakthrough, that's good. But you know, the thing that I find more disturbing is, and, and we, you know something, Bruce, we still haven't done that podcast, the um, progression versus regression. We still haven't done that. We've been talking yeah, about that for months. We still haven't done that. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we've pretty much covered a lot of the topics that we were going to talk on there. With all the digital dark time. age stuff, that's what it's been, yeah. I think. But yeah, it's you, you look at those things and you realize that there is technology out there that is a lot further along than what we're actually given. You notice when we get technology, it's it's uh, it never works right. It's never the way that they advertise it to you, that kind of stuff. That's because they have to figure out how to reverse engineer it before they give it to you. And, and it's always crap by the time you get it. And on top of that, they have these other things that are out there that uh, that the elite call um, <clears throat> disruptive technologies. Example, the thousand mile per gallon carburetor. It's there. It's been there for 30 years. They don't want. The, do, do you honestly think that an oil company wants a 30 or excuse me, wants a thousand mile per gallon carburetor on the market? Of course they don't. Of course they don't. Why would they? They couldn't sell you more of their oil. We're at time. You got anything else? Um, well, kind of fits along with space a little bit, just real quick. Uh-huh. Um, we just did the first in history successful uh, shooting down uh, of a ICBM. Oh, yeah. You were telling me now, about that. Yeah. Now, this ICBM didn't have a warhead. Uh, this was just a test. Uh, but they this is the first time a military has successfully shot down an ICBM uh, in space. So there you go. 
bit of saber, saber rattling from the U.S. Interesting. Let's chalk one up for the Space Force, yeah? Uh, Space Force, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this was, uh, uh, this missile was actually launched at, uh, looks like the Ronald Reagan Ballistic Missile Defense Test Site. Uh, okay, so this was just testing. Yeah, it was, it was solely a test, but it had never been done before. N- no military has actually ever shot down an ICBM. We have technologies to do it uh, and touted as being able to do it, but it had never actually been tested until recently. Interesting. You know, the next Digital Dark Age, there's something I want to cover. We're putting, uh, we're putting lasers on fighter jets now, so I want to talk about that. But we are going to have to jump out of here because we're out of time this morning. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all the topics more, please check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning. Thank you.